0: what's good everyone welcome to geeks who watch football i am your host jeff jackson got a really special episode for you today we will be taking a look at spider-man one of the most anticipated films of the year i will be bringing on phil and kevin shortly to give their thoughts and reviews Just a quick reminder to everyone, this is a spoiler-heavy review, so if you have not seen the film, please go out and do so. It's almost slash nearly impossible to review this film without spoiling it, so my initial spoiler for your view is go see it. If you're a Spider-Man fan, if you're a superhero fan, if you're a fan of uh, blockbuster films, go see this movie. So check that film out first then come back and hear the review but before we get into it i'm going to bring these guys on in just a second but this is geeks who watch football we post two episodes a week one covering video games one covering football and occasionally on the weekends i get together phil and kevin and we discuss the marvel cinematic movies film reviews, series reviews etc so i'm going to bring them on here uh can't wait for everyone to hear our thoughts and we're going to spoil the shit out of this movie so hope you guys enjoy And I'm joined by once again the gang is back together. Phil and Kevin are with me. We all just saw Spider Man. Some of us have seen it twice already. <clears throat> but I I put it in the intro part of this video of this uh, podcast or this episode that it's really hard to do a spoiler free review. We're obviously going to be talking about Spider Man uh, No Way Home. But here's my spoiler free review. You ready for it, guys? Go see it. <laughs> that's yeah, sad, that's pretty much really the good. To say without. Go see it, because we're, we're going to spoil the shit out of this movie, assuming most people with the pulse have seen it. I don't even know how, like, if you recommend it. Like, people have asked me, too. You'd be surprised how much people have asked me. Like, well, what do you see? I'm like, if you're a fan of Spider-Man, they'll love this movie. If you're a sp- fan of superhero movies, you'll love this movie. If you're a f- fan of fun, witty, like, this movie is basically for everybody except people who hate, like, have an actual hatred of, like, spandex. And I If have you
1: a- are not human, you do
0: not like this movie. <laughs> yeah <laughs> because there's people i know that have an active hatred of superhero movies they're like oh, if i see spandex nope and i'm like even then i would say this movie might still speak to you because it has so many different notes but i wanted to start you guys off with a simple question for it because we could dive into this this might be a third this might be longer than the movie itself because there's so much to divulge and cut into but no num- two-part question number one is this your fi- Where does this rank among your Spider Man movies? And number two, where does this rank among your Marvel Cinematic Universe? Movies? And you don't have to be specific for Marvel Cinematic because there's like, for me, there's tiers. You know what I mean? Well, like, it's the A tier, there's the B, you know what I mean? And people who watch a lot of the Marvel movies know what I mean with that. Like, um,
1: part two of that first question are you talking overall Spider Man movies, including animation or live action Spider Man movies?
0: Okay. That's a good question. Well, Live good. action. So Toby's animation, and... that
2: was a really good one too, across the multiverse. So 70s, so that was
0: Toby, really Andrew, and uh Tom Holland. Okay. I think there might be another one in there too, somewhere. But
2: Well, I guess I'll start because I know Kevin, this is your forte right now. But I would say question <laughs> one, um, what was it? Uh you said out of the best and then Okay, so uh this one I would say I would say number one or number two for me overall on the Spider-Man movies just because um, it spans almost 20 years of films and bring them all together. You have, when I grew up, started watching the Tobey Maguire stuff that I loved. I loved the Green Goblin. I loved uh, Willem Dafoe in that. I loved Alfred Molina's uh, Doc Ock. They had those guys in. Tobey Maguire. I loved how his older version fit in perfectly with them. You still get the same touch of the Spider-Man when he did originally, but you got that older um, feel to him. Andrew Garfield. I wasn't a big fan of the Andrew Garfield movies. I liked him as Spider-Man, and I loved him in this, because, number one, he got a redemption arc, and I thought that was fantastic, because, again, he never got that third movie. Now I kind of wanted him to get a third movie, but I really liked his character and how he interacted with all the other Peter Parkers, and Tom Holland, to me, this is, was his pinnacle Spider-Man. I feel like this was finally not an Avengers light film or an Iron Man Jr. This was a pivotal Spider-Man moment. And at the end, I was like, yes, perfect. That's how we kind of reset the universe. And now it's all focused on Spider-Man, not just, you know, him as an Avenger. And overall, the Marvel film, I'll say A shelf for sure, but I would say maybe top five in the top five, maybe somewhere between three and five.
0: Yeah, it's pretty good. uh, good. I'll say my
1: overall Spider live action verse movies. This uh, this finally trumped Spider Man two for me. Spider Man two. See, I was
2: close with that.
1: Rimey, yeah, like. 'Cause Brandon asked me like uh our friend Brandon asked me like right after the movie ended. He's like, Okay, so where does this movie rank now for you? And I'm like, I gotta be honest with you, I think this tops my favorite Spider-Man, my favorite superhero movie of all time, which is Spider-Man 2 itself, with Sam Ryan himself and Doc Ock. I was like, This this literally was pinnacle of who Spider-Man is for you know the comic book readers. We finally got to see that spider-man so i think this trumped that one um as far as the overall multi uh fcu movies i would probably put this number two um with endgame like both of them back and forth depending on my mood probably it'll switch back and forth one and two i think endgame still like the top tier Um, for the overall MCU, but this, I like, there are moments where I'm like, no, this one's better than Endgame for me personally because I'm biased and like it's Spider Verse. I have it as number one, honestly. Uh, more contained, but at the same time, like, Endgame itself was like such a um MCU and comic book fan homage. Like, it was, it literally was just like a big thank you to everyone who's been with the mcu since it's you know beginnings and it's birth so it's it's up it's one or two um with endgame it's it's one or two it's it's hard to like pick and choose because they both did such a good service to the audience like they they were just beautiful thank you letters to the fans you know you have the mcu fans and then you have the spider-man fans themselves so
0: one or two yeah that's I was interested. Uh, I was most intrigued, Kevin, to see where you'd have it among the live action Spider-Man. Because I know, because we discussed it, I think, in the last episode you had with us, where it was Spider-Man 2 was your favorite film of all time. Where yeah. Spider-Man 2, obviously, most people's favorite Spider-Man film. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not their maybe favorite superhero film, because everybody knows where uh, Phil and I stand on that. But I'm not throwing DC-ness. DC can fuck off right now. We're going to talk about Marvel and <laughs> Spider-Man. But Batman will get his time in the sun in March. Okay. We'll go Batman crazy in March. But... Yeah. I think this movie, for me, it's I was the same as you, Kevin, going back and forth. for the, I had to sleep on it for Spider-Man 2 and this, for best Spider-Man movie. I am ready to put that as the top as well for me, the number one Spider-Man movie. Because I feel like at the end of the day, what made the Spider-Man, not just Spider-Man 2, but the Tobey Maguire one so good was the villain. And I feel like yeah. they did such a fantastic job with Norman Osborn and Doctor Ock, like Doc Ock. Like, they took the best part of Toby and also brought him into the movie as well. Mm-hmm. Like, so that's why I can't, I gotta say it does the best of everything. And I l- we'll get into all the details. That like Phil does, but the, for Marvel Cinematic Universe, I rank it like Phil does in my top five. It might even be in my top three. Yeah. It's right at that three spot, I feel like. Yeah. And that's I'm a weirdo. I, feel like. I liked Infinity War a little more than Endgame. But I, I acknowledge, I tell people this, because I'm a Thanos fan. Like, he was my favorite villain as growing up as a kid. Yeah, I, I think Endgame's the better movie but Infinity War is more like nerd service for Thanos fans because of that shock factor of the ending and that fight between Strange and him, like the interaction Like, but I acknowledge Endgame is a better movie you know what I mean, like putting out yeah. the film uh, Endgame's a better movie but it's definitely in the top three it's in that Winter Soldier tier you know, Winter Soldier, Endgame you know, right there with it Yeah. in terms well, of think- my opinion
2: Personally, I think why it's so high for many people is that same thing with Endgame and Infinity War is that they accomplished something that's huge. Never been done. (laughs) Yeah, because if you look at... It's uh, animated. Yeah.
0: It's been done, but not live action.
2: No, but I'm just saying that they took lore in history from all the movies that are... 20 years back, honestly. It was actually 19 when the first... um, spider-man movie came out with toby Maguire, but they took all this and brought it together and gave a nod to the fans yeah. same thing with like endgame and infinity war i say it's one and two for me it's because they took something at uh, 10 years of movies and a whole bunch of movies like 23 movies and accomplished something that i don't believe we'll ever see to the day no, i die it again. it's Not something either. that it's amazing That's why I said that all three of these movies are so tops because they did something that you never thought could be accomplished, but they accomplished it so well that it's mind blowing.
0: Yeah, I think that. No, you're absolutely right, Phil. And I think because obviously just the actors and the pedigree, and I know Kevin said this, and we're gonna start with this as our first like topic. I know we just had two questions leading off. We're gonna focus right now on Tom Holland. The the you know, I mean, because he's obviously the main focus of this movie is Peter Parker or interpretation of it. I think Kevin said it best in his like Instagram review for those of you who follow him, said it best of Spider-Man folks is one of the most well written and popular characters in like comic history, not even just Marvel. It's like him and Batman for popularity. Like, yes, Avengers Endgame broke records, but I feel like everybody knows Spider-Man. People don't realize how popular Spider-Man is. Like he is mm-hmm. Marvel's most popular asset. That's why they mm-hmm. took him so long to get him back. Like, from Sony, even still, they're splitting it because he's so valuable. Him and X Men are the two big ones, but everybody knows Batman and everybody knows Spider Man. And I know people say Superman, but I think there's flaws in writing for Superman. I think, from a story perspective, from a character perspective, it's Spider Man and Batman are the two best written. Like, they're yeah. both really well written. And I think you were saying the best, Bill, of like, we can focus on this first of how this film and we'll start with Kevin after I pose it, how they portrayed Tom Holland, Spider-Man in this. Cause you said it, Phil, had, this is, I feel like the, fi- the first movie where we flesh out on his own, ironically yeah. enough, because I feel like how ever since they've introduced Tom Holland, Spider-Man, it's always been in the shadow of the Avengers. Like he's treated like a side character, even mm-hmm. though he's the most popular, like by a mile, but even Avengers one or Spider-Man one and two, it was always like you said, like, little Iron Man Jr. That's all he was, was like, oh, I have a problem, Tony will help me. Or, oh, I have a problem, I'll design a new suit. Like, it was never him going through the struggles that the Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield, Peter Parker's dead. And I feel like this movie, we finally see him hold it on his own. You know, so I wanted to get your thoughts on that. I'll start with Kevin, since I know Kevin is the, like, aficionado of Spider-Man. And he's probably been pounding the table for a long time for him (laughs) to finally (laughs) flex himself out.
1: Um. Oh, you don't like little Iron Man Junior? <laughs> um, I just I feel like the trilogy itself was more of a prequel. It was like an origin story that took seven hours to tell. Um, yep. <laughs> with with the home series, um, I I mean I talked about it. You know, Tom Holland has done a phenomenal job. Through portraying, you know, the youthful Spider Man, the ones that you know we, people fought, fell in love with when they were reading the comics, but he never was the comic Spider Man. You know, yep. he relied so much on stark technology or having someone there to back him up when needed. You know, you got Iron Man, you had Mysterio for a good chunk of the second movie, you had Nick Fury, you had he always had someone there. To get him out of the troubles that he himself put himself in, and in it just never seems like a true Spider-Man in that sense. Because one of the things that I loved most about Spider-Man is, you know, his his quip, his his talk, his um, always trying to talk his way out of a hard situation. And then there's like the smarts in him. You know, he's a genius for crying out loud. Um, so we never like officially got to see. How he as genius worked, like he used to, he used his brain in his battles to defeat the the bad guys, and that was like one of my favorite things that I saw that that I saw in this movie, where we finally saw him using his brain. Yep. Um, with the doctor strange fight i was like oh my god finally he's like oh i know math this is simple geometry and blah 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 and shapes that fight
0: was was trippy as hell (laughs) most of us would have been like yeah that was awesome that
1: was uh, yeah i was like oh my god he's using his brain he's not relying on karen slash suit lady and he's not hoping that something or someone will come out of nowhere and help him he's actually like realizing that he can do it on his own i'm like finally we're using his big brain here so i was like like really happy with that
2: I like that they he's actually uses a spire sense now. Like they oh. made that a big focus. For Doctor where Strange, used too, to be, yo. Yeah, yeah. Where it used to be, you know, just afterthought the last two movies. But this one, it alerted him to anything that was going on. The goblin scene was fantastic. Neat. It was like yeah. a horror
0: scene. Remember you said that was really yeah. well shot, Phil. It was like a horror yeah. scene. It was the Peter Tingle going yeah. on. Yeah. Like Which I just still do.
2: am mad.
1: I I wish I wish either Toby or, or Andrew would have been like, oh, you guys got the tickle. And he's like, what? You mean the spider sense? And then he would have been like, yeah. oh, I like that so much better. Um, yeah, I agree I that. Tickle, Although when MJ hate... was
0: throwing the bread at him, that was hilarious. He's oh like, it's bigger by bread. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, but yeah, so I, I like that he's finally come to his comic book self. I, I like that even though he had the other Spider-Man in this movie to help him out, he was the one leading the pack he was you know coming to terms with who he is as like man and peter parker and how they're one and the same how he doesn't have to like be two people he doesn't have to be the snarky Spider-Man character and then be the nerdy peter parker
0: like they're both one and the same so i really also, really enjoyed that. That doc ock like you said he helped cure doc ock like and yeah. i know he's using stark tech but he figured it out on his own like even the fighting on stark ock he did like i know it yep. was part of stark tech but like you said, Doctor Strange, like you really see him come into his own. Now, I think the question too that poses obviously you get to see, like you said, Peter develop on that side, but also the leadership side, like when they're all fighting at the end and he's like, Oh, I'm used to fighting in a team, and he tells them, like, we're gonna go like Spider-Man one, two, and three, like, you know what I mean? Like coordinating, like that was him taking in yeah. charge. Yep. Uh, Phil, what did you think on him? I know you you're the one who kind of opened the door on it a little bit of while you got to see. You know, I just like how they got to the show the struggle, too, of him mm-hmm. trying to balance his life. Right?
2: I like right, what Kevin said, is that this was felt like a prequel to what Spider-Man is. Like This was high school Peter Parker, but he this was his moment to shine and finally realize that he has to do this all himself. There's not going to be Iron Man to help him out. There's not going to be the safety net that You know, it's been out throughout all the films that this is him. Now, these are his adventures, his villains, his missteps, his victories. This is what it is. And I really like that. Like I loved no offense. I like that Aunt May died and gave it kind of like a Uncle Ben scene. Uncle, that Ben's was Uncle Ben's, Yeah, that it gave that emotional that he knows now. And even at the end, when he had to let go of his friendship with uh, and relationship with MJ and Ned, that he chose to let them go other than where he could have tried to have been selfish and be like, well, you know, let's try a different thing. But he self sacrificed everything. And now he has nothing. He's in a little apartment. He has to get a job it looks like if you read the book in there, it says GED probably didn't even pass high school. So he's going he to pass a high school. Is it? Yeah, exactly. Cause he, no one knew who to, he was. Yeah. So he's going to have to pass that now, get into college. But that's what I love. That's why I'm actually more excited now that they gave it a kind of a soft reboot, but now it's going to be all about him because he has nobody that knows him, nobody that can help him. And it's just, it was great. And I loved his interactions with, uh, with uh toby and andrew because toby and andrew went through some very tough stuff themselves
0: and we never got to see that in prior like we saw that with toby we saw that with andrew right we didn't ever it was implied but we've never seen that with tom holland Mm -hmm, he got to this time and it was tremendous acting job by him and it's like it's one of the most powerful scenes of him losing at may and the most powerful scene is and it's tremendous acting and we'll get into it later on the three spider-man because that was obviously the star of the show but the look they all give each other like peter looks shocked at first like they know what he's going through all of them like when that portrayal is like one of the best scenes in the movie when peter's like no don't don't get it and they all look up and he sees it in like their eyes both of them they know exactly yeah. what he gone through
1: i they- i love that moment i love i love one of the, the things uh, one of the things that i loved and they did it twice and I think they did it in such a good way where it was like, oh, this is not the focus, is that all three of them at one point or another in their life will say and have the same experience. Like, when Toby and Andrew, uh, they first appeared respectively, they both said the exact same line. Even uh, Andrew's Toby, i uh, oh, sorry, Andrew Spider-Man and um, uh, Zendaya, uh, MJ, they were like, he literally just said the exact same thing. And then, at the at the school scene where like you know with great power the most also come great responsibility it like shocked toby and andrew and um tom because all three of them got the moral compass line before the person
0: who who they value the most passed away yeah and i think the introduction because obviously all three of us are watching this movie right and we can get right into the three spider-man it's a good transition point it's the worst kept secret. We all knew they were going to be in this movie, right? We all knew this was going to be the case, but we didn't know mm-hmm. when they would insert it. I personally feel like, and I want to know your thoughts, Phil. I think they inserted, because you and I, I think Phil almost broke my arm, Kevin, when we watched the movie, when they yeah. opened the port, Andrew's there. Like, I thought, yeah. Kevin, yeah. I thought Phil was going to break my arm. Uh, he's like, oh, I oh, no, no, no. got I thought he's I was like, going to no. break the chair. And yeah, he's like, like I was like, that's like...
2: Andrew. I was like, clearly, you can see the eyes. And everything. I was like, that's yeah. production, definitely... okay, I sorry.
0: thought Kevin and Phil was perfect though because it wasn't rushed early on in. They kept it to the point where the movie was established well on its own, and they come in at the perfect time of when Peter, aka Tom Holland, is at his lowest. Like yeah. he has yeah. suffered the biggest kick in the nuts you can. Right. And then they introduced yeah. Andrew to kind of bring the movie back up. It doesn't dwell in the dark too long, but they literally, I feel like their introduction was absolutely perfect. Well, it's,
1: it's, I mean, it's who Spider-Man, you know, has always been for me. You know, they introduced him when the world needed hope at that point. Yep. And like, and, and you have the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man who's there to like make things better. And I, I love that. I was like, cause they literally just had the most crucifying moment. Um, for Tom Holland's character, which was very well acted, very well lit. Everything was Mm -hmm. like super beautiful uh, and tragic with Aunt May. And then you have like this somber moment of like realizing, oh, we didn't get the Uncle Ben death scene, but they justified it by giving us the Aunt May death scene itself. And it's like, how how do you pick yourself up halfway through the movie? And it's like, you know what? Let's bring in... To people who know exactly what he's gone through to give him hope. And I was like, this is, a, this, this is beautiful, like set up because you're right. It wasn't like, Oh, here are the villains. And Oh, here are the heroes that were also from that. Um, Which they could have done. They easily yeah. could have done that. Yeah. But. They could have just like, here's just the introduction of all of them. Um, because I was waiting to see like when they would introduce them. I was, Cause I thought it was going to be all done in the, um, the bridge scene when it was like Alfred Molina and the Green Goblin, uh, yep. William Defoe. I was yep. like, oh, you know, Peter Parker is going to get attacked. And then before he gets attacked, there's going to be like a flip and Doc Ock's arms are going to go flying and then they're going to like do a, uh, a cut to one of the spider man or, and then uh Green Goblin's uh, shows up and I'm like, okay, maybe this is when they'll introduce like Tobey Maguire. Like he pulls him back before he gets attacked. And I'm like, no, they're not showing him this early. I was like, okay, so yep. not Throughout the entire film, I was like, maybe he'll, they'll pull, like, a Spider-Man 3 while they are cut, like, their scenes in between other scenes. Uh But it was, I was, I mean, I was shocked with how much time they were in the movie for. I was like, oh, maybe they'll just do, like, a cameo to, like, a tease. But no, they were, they were there for a really good time. And they were there to, like, help pick him up. And I was like, this is beautiful.
2: I thought it was just a perfect way. Mm-hmm. Right, how to enter? You know, to introduce them, and that you're right—that it wasn't beginning of the film, wasn't even the second part. It was at least halfway to the second half, all the way into the third act. That it was—it was at the right exact moment. It was right after Peter Parker failed. You know, he couldn't save Aunt May. Yeah, he essentially screwed everything up because he thought he could do save everybody. But sometimes you can't save everybody. And that's, he was getting at his lowest point. He was all alone. And I'm like, that's the perfect time to introduce them as you're right, that they've been through this. They've been through uncle Ben's death. They've been through Gwen Stacy's death. They know they failed. Also, they know what this is. They know how to comfort Peter Parker. Cause they are Peter Parker and it's just a perfect way to introduce them. And they did in funny ways, too. Like, I mean, you had um, Andrew Garfield come through there, and, you know, she's throwing rolls at him. And he's like, what are you talking about? And then he, she's like, how do I know you're a Spider-Man? He has to jump on the ceiling. Remember, he's stuck. And they're like walk around a little bit. He's like, What do you mean that walk around? And the grandmother of Ned says, Hey, can you clean off the cobwebs? And I'm like, that's hilarious. I mean, it's it's good levity, but it gives you the same way. And it gives Andrew Garfield's this is what I liked about him as Spider-Man is that he had great banter. He was really fun and witty and really liked joking around. And that's what I felt was perfect when they introduced him. And Toby McGuire is more stern and you know older, but it was a perfect way that he kind of settled everybody down and it's like, okay, you know, we know that <laughs> this is out here; these villains, we have to do it in a certain way. And uh, can I just feel like Toby was great, yeah.
0: perfect because they were obviously all three yeah. were great and the chemistry it looked they made it look easy, and it's probably not like you're yeah. writing for this. And they hit it on mm-hmm. the mark on three of them. Obviously, I think Garfield stole the show. But before we get to him though, Toby, this was Kevin's favorite and a lot of people's favorite, my personal favorite too, for a while, because he was kind of the both. Like you said, Garfield was notoriously a great Spider-Man, but eh, on the Peter side, you know, where Toby kind of showed more of the balance. He was a perfect Peter. But I love that he was like the the corral, the old vet that really kind of picked up both Spider-Man. You know what I mean? Yeah. He gave both the speech. Like, you could just, and that was like when Pete, when, when he's going through and he's obviously fighting Goblin with rage and he was about to kill him, you could just see it on Toby's face of like, no, like, he knows what that's like. And he's like, no, you can't do this. And even Andrew, when he's like, you're amazing, you're spectacular, like, get up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Toby's picked both of yeah. them up. It's kind of like, and I love that they had that. That Toby, yeah. like, you know, or as the joke was the youth pastor. You know, Yeah, youth- I love that. That was hilarious.
2: He was a youth pastor, and he just showed his suit underneath it, and uh, that was great. Oh, I I flipped out. Also, too, (laughs) the um, organic webbing. Can we talk about hilarious how they make jokes about that? And he's like, "Where does that come from?" And he's like, "Do you ever get it like, you know, blocked? Like what? Blockage? <laughs> you know? he, yeah." He's like, "He's like, you know, I, I've had that happen with my shooters, but how's that?" He's like, "Yeah, you know, I had a existential crisis and kind of got blocked that way." And he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, we have those all the time, you know. It's just like, yeah. it's just how brush it off, but it, it's just awesome how they did those jokes in there because it is how are you going to explain, you know, one has the organic, the other have their web uh, shooters, and it's just." everything about this movie and the interactions and the comedy between all three and that's another thing too is that I really haven't felt like Tom Holland was quippy or funny you know throughout the films I mean he's good when he's Peter Parker mm-hmm. but I've never felt like him you know where he would joke when he would fight and I thought he was good in Civil Spider-Man. War ironically enough
0: it was the Infinity yeah. Wars and it was actually the Spider-Man movies but yeah
1: yeah, in 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 Infinity War, he had that like quip yeah. attitude where he's like, Davis, "Oh, gotta or... catch you today." Magic. Oh, uh, yeah. a spider with a kick. Ah, a spider with a fist. And I was like, "Oh, he's totally in." Yeah, so was a like... bad guy. Yeah,
2: that's what I was saying. But I felt like in Homecoming and Far From Home, he never really had that. Those exactly. Moments. And but this one, he was. There was a couple lines I can't remember, but when he swing around and just fighting in general i know he was, it was a dark somber move, but it was neat that he was feeding off of toby and andrew and, andrew. and it's just yeah and, and i feel like was toby kind of was the him.
0: better teacher and andrew you can tell they are both teaching him like looking at him it's like he's going to be the best of us both type moments like they're trying to get yeah. him not make the same that gets back to kevin's point of it being an origin for him like they recognize where he's at in his career, his life yeah and- yeah Toby's a better teacher than Tony, though, where Tony was kind of like, you know, here's some technology, here you go. It's like Toby and Andrew, I felt like actually helped him develop. Because yeah, they, like, they were, they were him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like yeah. they knew what he needed. And, you know, Toby obviously got to be the, like, the, you know, the teacher figure. And, like you said, getting in the Andrew was just my favorite. I did not expect to love Andrew Garfield this much. Like, when he gets his redemption, you could tell Andrew just needs friends. <laughs> the Andrew yeah. Spider-Man, like he was so happy to like be interacting with people again. With people. Yeah.
1: I I love I mean Andrew's not my favorite. Uh he in you know, but I I loved him in this movie. I loved him his this movie. interactions <laughs> with them. I loved his like one-on-one with Toby. He's like, "Oh man, this is so cool." And I'm like, "I don't know." if this is actually how Peter Parker would react or if this is just Andrew Garfield, because, you know, Andrew Garfield was a huge Spider-Man fan before, you know, him making his movies. And he was all about making these, these films. Like this was like a dream for him. And I was like, I don't know if this scene was more about like Peter Parker interacting with Peter Parker, or if it was just like Andrew Garfield, just gushing at the fact that he's seeing someone else, you know, in the Spider-Man role, or like, this is like a dream come true for him (laughs) as well. Um, but it, it was just no, nice to like get redemption for his movie. Like this was like closure for his not getting his trilogy. Like this was a way sure. of like saying you know a nice little bow at the end of you know that that series of films. Um, I loved I loved their interaction about the spider webs. Um, <laughs> I love I love all their little interactions. Like when I, when I was watching it, the second time um i was like you know what i like that the movie paused at this moment like they could have just cut this whole scene off and say like oh there's no like importance between um toby and andrew because it's not moving the story forward but it was like you know what no this was this was a service for like the audience this is a moment where you get to see spider-man just talking to each other and being goofballs because that's who spider-man is like no matter what age you are you're still a
2: goofball nonetheless. And what I like, too, is that really this movie tailors for all audience. It tailors for the audience that grew up with the first film like we did, you know, the mid-30s people. It tailors to the people that were, you know, that were probably the mid-20s with Andrews. And then it tailors to the new people, the kids that have been, you know, the 30-year-olds that are taking their kids to see, you know – tom holland man it adds so to it the is, movie but it doesn't it make it a requirement just,
0: if you know all three spider-man yeah. it adds to the movie but it's not a requirement to enjoy it which no. i love the hard thing to balance that's very hard to balance in writing
2: no and that's a, it's it's a good it's neat and i love how they did that and,
0: i like the lab scene when they're all working together too and she's trying to tell yeah. peter peter parker and they're all looking yeah. up and they're both yeah. same, same yes response, like at the exact same time and she's like oh you're like but she, you can tell she's happy, though. She's like, they're this. Because it's like you said, they are mostly loners. To see somebody exactly like them and know yep. the, way that, and the way that, like like I said, my second favorite scene we talked about before was the three of them looking. My favorite scene was him getting redemption and saving MJ. And you can just yeah. see the sorrow and joy on his face. Like, you're right, you're right, you're right. Like, he was, like, panicked that he, like, you know, killed For her. her. Or hurt her, yeah. And he was like, you could tell, like that scene of him was power. Like you said, that might just be Andrew Garfield more than Peter, but you could just see it on his face. Like that was like a power. That was my favorite scene in the whole movie. Like you could just yeah. see it. Like he got his redemption there. That yep, was going to no. be. Okay.
2: I got to get another kick out of what I found funny. You know, just another one of these lines. Remember when Ned? I think it was talking to Toby. Oh, he was like yeah. So what <laughs> happened to your best friend? And he's like, oh yeah, he turned evil and killed me. And then he got all freaked out afterwards and he's just looking at uh, Tom's where he's like, what, what's going on? Just go do your, you know, go right on the computer. He's like, oh, okay, man, sure. <laughs> I love
1: it because it was like a nice little nod to like who, yeah. uh, who Ned actually becomes in the go- in the comics. So I was like, ah, they're teasing it. That's hilarious. They're not right. going to yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. He becomes Hobgoblin. I was like, they're not going to do it. But I think I liked that, that no. there was a tease where it's like, oh, Spider-Man's, you know peter parker's best friend always turns out to be a bad guy um be a but, like, the whole line delivery with toby he's like yeah i had a best friend you know he died trying to kill me yeah it was so sad <laughs> and i was like oh my god <laughs> he's like working nonchalantly and like you see oh. and and i i was like wondering why he didn't ask andrew but I, um the second time that i watched it you hear andrew uh in the background just very faintly saying yeah, same.
2: <laughs> yeah, that is, it is true. Because I thought the same thing. I thought it was me. I heard that he's like, yeah, same. Yeah. So I, was like, I just. But no, that's that. what's so fun. Interaction funny about is it.
0: obviously what we were all looking forward to. At least that's where my expectations were. I know some people's expectations were getting out of line of like Mephisto and Galactus and all that shit. I'm like, no, I just want to see three Spider-Man. I want to see them interacting, and I want to see them fight the bit the best villains in the Spider Universe. That was yep. my expectation. That was I did not have this. You know, and it somehow even with these high expectations, I feel like they met slash exceeded them, which is just like with it's really hard to do that in movies. Really, 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 really hard. And even though I think everybody knew that these three Spider-Man were going to be in here, nobody, I think, predicted correctly how they were coming in. Like no. nobody called it right. Like uh, Kevin said, I think most people, including myself, believed it was going to be Doc Ock during that part yeah. it was going to be like the introduction. Yeah,
2: unless we could segue too into the villains. Yeah, so that's the next really, part. You go ahead. I Phil. really, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna say it, but I fucking love the villains. In this, like, I <laughs> loved, uh, Willem William Defoe's Green Goblin. Ooh. That was just unreal. That I mean, scene, I like that he didn't
0: have or in the. I mean, the part of the lock was just absolutely well shot. I don't just mean how good the fight scene was because I thought I read somewhere that Defoe actually wanted to be in the action scenes too. He's like, he no, did. no, he, he did. did them all. Yeah. Yeah, that's all William Defoe. Yeah. Like, but no, I just stepped right back into the role, and Kevin's obviously more of a fan of the, like, originals. I feel like I was looking – it's like he didn't even, like, get in a time machine at all. It's like, oh, he just, like, a snap of fingers, and, yep, he's back to Green Goblin. Like, it was just, yeah. whoop, he's right back in.
2: And I like what they did, too, is that I, I know people love the – you know, some people like the helmet and stuff, but I liked him just being himself. Because if you yeah. watch some of his facial features – It's scarier than shit. Just (laughs) look at Willem Dafoe. I mean, you're like, oh my god, that is really... He is just kind of nutty. And I like, too, that he really took, you know, Tom Holland's Spider-Man to school. Like, he really said, like, you can never have it all. You can never, you know, be the hero without sacrifice. You can never, you know, just have your cake and eat it, too. It's just he really proved this to him. Like he yep. killed Aunt May, even though Spider-Man tried to save her. He said that you can't save us all because all these, some of these people are not going to want to be saved no matter what you do. Like Electro didn't want to be saved no matter what he did. You know, it's just all that. He just proved it to him. It's like, listen, you know, even through all these universes, you're going to have bad ones and it's, it's all going to be, you can't always change it. You can try helping, but you can not really the outcomes normally just going to stay the same. And you got to realize that you're going to have to suffer, you know, and make those hard decisions, you know, think, or you're just going to hurt everybody else.
0: And I think that's what Toby said to Peter when he's like, no, we need revenge. We need this. And Toby's like, but that's not who we are like that yeah. is Spider-Man to keep doing the right thing, yeah. even though you are going to lose people. And that's Andrew got that too. Cause Gwen died. He's like, we're going to keep doing the right things. That's who we are. That's Spider-Man. Like, Yes, we're going to lose people. Yes, people are going to be sacrificed as a result. But, and I think you're right. And I think that's what made this movie so good. And Kevin, we're going to focus to you on this one. I think they obviously, the villains were going to be good because obviously they're taking the best two from the Toby universe, right? Actor wise. I love this moral dilemma that they put with Strange. Uh, they're not necessarily wrong either when Strange is like, screw them. We got to put them back in their timeline. It's not our responsibility to tamper with shit. Like, we put them back. We're good. And you can make the argument that that's right. Don't fuck with time. Right. But then you can see the yeah. other side of it, Aunt May's side and Peter's side of, no, we need to help them. Like, like, uh, Phil said, and I wanted your thoughts on this, Kevin. Like, I love the dynamic of Doc Ock. It worked out because they saved him. Right. He was yeah. good. He's, he helped them. He is morally grateful. And that fills your like heart up watching that. But then you see William Defoe's of, yeah, it kind of cost you Aunt May. Sorry. Like, like, you know, it cost you Aunt May to do it, like so. It was like the two sides of a coin. You saved a man, innocent man's life, when well, not innocent, but you redeemed a man. And the other one is like, well, you know, it just cost you your Aunt doing that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I like I like the villains in, uh, in the film. I like I like that um, you got you had two paths that he could have gone, and you know, you had the topi path, which was like, hey, um, I sought out revenge, and I. And after thinking that I did get revenge, I realized that it's not enough, that I needed to move past it. Mm -hmm. And then you had Andrew's perspective where he's like, I stopped pulling the punches. I don't want you to turn to who I am now. And I was like, oh, okay. You have one that like went down a darker path. He's still a good guy. He still does right by people, but he's just giving up on humanity. And then you have um, the Toby Spider-Man, which is more of like, no, it has to be this way. You you no matter what path you go, our moral compass will always lead us to doing the right thing. And I like that, you know, even even though Willem I mean the, the one of the things that I love most about Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin is that you really felt anxiety in like the sense that Tom Holland's Spider-Man never in his two standalone movies his villains weren't like avengers level threat per se like they they weren't scary they weren't menacing yes they were evil they were bad but like they were like a level five whereas
2: they're more of a villain of consequence than a villain of a true villain like uh vulture was more of a villain of like he lost his job and he was just trying to find another way and mysterio was again another guy who lost his job and shouldn't kind of re- redeem his name well, and they were all blamed the for,
1: by Tony uh, by tony stark <laughs> <Yep>. um, <laughs> it's just just like really nice to see that they're like for tom Holland and spider-man to really see that some people are just truly evil and no matter how evil they get you have to figure out a way to save them and i love that like I love that he almost went the Andrew Garfield route where he was not going to stop pulling the punches. Like when he when he hit the shield and it vibrated, I was like, oh, he is meaning like shit right now. He is on a revenge path. He is going to kill the Green Goblin. And then you had Toby Spider-Man stop him and gave him a look like that said he's like, no, you cannot go this dark path. We did not come here. We did not help you to cure them. Just for you to get your revenge because this is not going to be the path that you're going to want to go on. Yep. And like I love that they didn't have this a look. Like Toby Mogar was like, I will struggle here with you. I will put yep. up just your strength against my strength until you calm your ass down. And I was like, I like that because it was part of that mission. It was part of getting Tom Holland Spider-Man to realize that you have to hear aunt may or uncle ben you your power has to have some responsibility
0: and i think it reflects yeah. of just toby spider-man in general kevin i think you brought yep. a good point of that of look at spider-man's villains sandman wasn't really ever bad now because toby took the time to not judge you know what i mean like like yep. knowing toby. and doc ock he redeemed even before he died like all of them redeemed even goblin when he was dying and it's yeah. like, at the serum, he's like, that one's been weighing on me a while. Like, the ones he don't save weighs on Toby. Like, Toby wants to, re- even when they fall, he tries to redeem, and it shows in his villains versus Andrews, which are much more kind of like, eh, fuck it, I'm evil. <laughs> like, yeah, Toby's one's actually, like, Sandman, like, that was a great scene of, like, besides Toby saying, cure their asses. And everyone's like, no, we're going to kick their ass. He's like, no, we're going to cure their ass. <laughs> yeah, we're going to cure.
1: Yeah, cure that ass.
2: Like... Um even even andrew with electro you know essentially redeemed him remember why he said i don't want to go back as a nothing i don't want to be just some nobody without my powers and stuff he's like you're not a nobody you're you were a great scientist why do you down yourself you know you're a great man and you know he had that touching moment where you know he even said he's like jeez uh i'm just trying to save you yeah, say but even if it's like I was hoping you're a black man because you're a guy <laughs> from Brooklyn who has all this hard and stuff like that and you know has been had to persevere through everything. And it's that it's just they all what I liked about this movie is that every single one of them essentially got redeemed as much as they could, but it, it's just a way to make the characters all three of them better as humans and better as Spider-Man and like especially Tom makes it more what I feel like you were saying that this is his real Spider-Man now to me Mm -hmm. after seeing this movie I'm like okay now that's the Spider-Man and Spider-Man movie I've been wanting to see from him that and like I'm excited super excited to see a fourth one that now he has to do it all on his own feels like a new trilogy now now. Yeah,
0: and I like the fact that the villains and this will put a bow tie in the villains up. They're not evil to be evil, like Legion no. of Doom style. You know what I mean? Like, they all had their motivations. They actually, most of them weren't evil when they first came through. Like, Electro's like, we're not going to pretend I'm not butt-ass naked in the woods. Like, yeah. you know, they're all had their own motives and incentives and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, besides Lizard and even Lizard, they made fun of He's like, oh, I want to turn everyone into a lizard. And they all laugh at him. Like, they laugh at, like, some of the poorly written dial. You know what I mean? Like, so they really tried to make all their villains relatable, which I think was outstanding. And like one of the things that I really liked about about this
1: movie was that they came to terms where science corrupted these villains for the most part, and yeah. science was what cured them too. It wasn't about like oh they were mentally deranged like Green Goblin and or or Max um, Electro like they weren't mentally deranged. Science did wrong on them and and tom holland spider-man was like no science is good let me figure out a way to cure you guys to help you guys so you guys can go home to have your natural like to have a normal life like let me let me prove that science is what's going to help you
0: yeah because they all had curable conditions like when he saw doc oxley yeah. was the result of a faulty chip he's like oh shit we can get a new chip Yep. you can put it in there and fix it because the arms are what's evil not octavius it's a constant struggle and I just think that was, like, and I'm, I'm with Phil, I'm really excited for where this movie goes now, especially when you saw the original spandex at the end of the film.
2: Yeah, that you know, was uh, awesome.
0: I'm so excited for where this film goes. In the first post-credit scene of Venom showing up, I was laughing my ass off when he's like, no, aliens don't want stones, they want brains. And he's like, read it to me again, and they're like, oh, my God. And then he gets yep. a part of the suit left, and I want your guys, and I think that's a great ending to the scene, because this does feel like the end of a trilogy, but the start of, like, like uh a new one. an actual Spider-Man yes. story now. Like this moving forward is going to be actual Spider-Man now that we know versus, you know, Avenger Spider-Man. Oh yeah. Especially oh. with having the, it felt like a reboot, not a reboot, but a reset of like, yeah, nobody knows who Peter Parker is anymore. Yep, he's going to have to work and struggle now. Like, he's going to do this on his own now. You know what I mean? Like, so they did a great job of having him as part of the Avengers, but now we get a fully focused Spider-Man film now, I feel like. And I think that's the best part of the movie is the ending too is it sets yeah. up for future normal Spider-Man now.
2: I was going to say pretty much what it is, is that they did technically soft reboot it. They did it in a way that they rebooted it in a way that um they can take him out of the MC, not out of the MCU, but he doesn't have to be connected constantly with the Avengers. Doesn't need to be constantly, you know, an MCU guy or have every little MCU character jump in and you know say, Oh, you know, here's my cameo. It's now these movies can really focus on just him, just Tom Holland Spider-Man, Tom Holland's villains. You don't need an Avenger villain or anything. It's they can really focus on some unique stories and really show more struggle that he's not just, oh, look at this fun superhero kid that, you know, wants to help and, you know, it's just a joke from Brooklyn. It's like, no, it's it's nice. And also, too, I like the black suit idea because, again, they can do a lot of different things with that because they can either – personally, me, I wouldn't do it in the, the next film. Neither would I. The what I would actually do is, if they put him in the suit, I would do it at the very very end or like post credit scene. Yeah. So it's like the first movie, he'll fight like I was thinking, well I was actually uh, in the shower, I was thinking about how could the next trilogy go? I know who I my Michael would, would be. Uh. I was thinking like Scorpion the first one and actually have Black Cat and he could actually fall in love with Black Cat or you know have that Catwoman-Batman dynamic and then at the end of it get the black suit next movie in the second of the new trilogy has the black suit deal with another bad guy, maybe even a Craven where he really does go too far and then gets for the suit. And here's the little fun part. You could put an MCU character in it. You can have the fantastic four because by then the fantastic four will be already um, done by John Watt. He could be in there because in the comics, after um, secret wars and his you know suit started he found out that it was you know the symbiote he went up to Dr. Mr. Fantastic and said, listen what the heck is wrong with this suit and he says, yeah it's it's a symbiote you know it's, it's,
0: it's a, not a suit it's an alien yeah it's, yeah, an, it's an alien
2: and you got to get rid of it and I bet like the second one he could do that get rid of it and then have a new MCU Eddie Brock or whoever they want to do and then you know, if it's tom hardy or whoever and then the third movie be it uh spider-man versus venom um
1: i think the end credit sequence it it, that was like the one thing like i like my to me this movie is perfection but if i had to and if i had to take away like 0.01 percent away is the fact that we didn't get the full sinister stick six because venom's um was in mexico but (laughs)
0: in a bar
1: in a bar getting drunk um (laughs) but it was i was like where's venom like we got teased with venom let there be Connor's that he was coming into the right you
0: excited and like
1: he like licked his face through the screen and i was like where the hell is venom like is he gonna be like yeah. the guest appearance in the last battle or something? But no, he was just drunk in Mexico. Um, I like that they teased um Venom in the MCU. I I I'm happy and I'm not happy about it because I was like, oh, please don't don't do this. Don't bring in like evil Spider-Man right now. Like, we just got comic book Spider-Man. I don't want him to be like, I am finally the comic book version of myself. Let me go ahead and destroy that character. I want at least one movie where you see his struggle of making the rent, going to school, being Spider-Man, trying to figure out who he is. I, I want just one movie that focuses on him being him. And so I kind have- I kind of want like a low like a lesser villain. And they teased him in no way home um when the ripple effect was happening i wouldn't mind a more comic accurate rhino
2: i saw that i was thinking the same thing i was like that would be a cool looking rhino from the comic and you saw him yeah you saw him um, all
0: i got was a russian in a suit (laughs) yeah Yeah.
2: exactly but i think that'd be cool having that that's why i say that i agree with you they should have a lower villain and if they do a suit it shouldn't be till like the next movie of the trilogy. So you're having him, you know, a full Tom Holland, full blue and red Spider Man suit, him doing everything. And then at the end, maybe start getting a little darker, maybe still dealing with the problems. Then get the suit for the second one and then the third one, Venom. But I agree with you. I think that you need that one villain next because it's so teasing
0: to do venom. Cause I know that's where the money yeah. is and people want to go carnage. Cause that's where the money is. But like you guys said, it's about development. You don't need venom or carnage. They're doing fine on their own. Like uh-huh. I'm not saying never bring them in, but I agree with you guys. They need to have a standalone. My standalone villain was actually a little different than yours. I'm glad we all had a different one. I'm going to yeah. tie mine into the other cameo that we did not discuss. Who was absolutely perfect by the way. And that is Matt Murdoch who caught the brick. Yeah. And he's like, How'd you do that? And he's like, I'm. A... Uh,
2: yeah, that was awesome. I'm so
0: too. happy they have Charlie Cox in this universe. For the love of God, I would have been pissed if it was another Daredevil. Because even though I know it wasn't technically tied to the MCU, he was fantastic. Yeah. Daredevil Netflix show. And I'm just I personally upset would love to see ben them Affleck. do. Huh? Oh, God. No, no. Get him out. Of...
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: he's one of the variants. He's one of the variants. Yeah, he right? is dear jesus no i my villain would be and i like that you guys said you can do tie-ins which i like too, because even the tie-ins would be lower tier like daredevil they're not going to be tony stark and stuff they fit more of the you know what i mean the lower level tie-ins and i would like to see i would not mind i know he's been a villain in netflix show i would not mind to see uh, kingpin
1: well i feel like kingpin should be like the overall villain like, yeah. that's
0: why I was saying, like,
1: Rhino, because then I, because, like, I wanted... Oh, more... I got you. So,
0: Kevin's thinking the same thing I am, just, yeah, you're doing it more behind the scenes, because he is fantastic. Yeah, yes.
2: yeah, he'll be like, like the trilogy overarching villain, Yeah, and then have, have him... Have,
0: or Scorpion or Rhino, I agree. Like, I think King would be sweet. the overarching villain as well, I agree. Like,
1: I wouldn't mind in the next one if it was, like, Rhino and, like, Scorpion and, or, like, Hammerhead, like, the minions of Kingpin. King. Yes. Like, I wouldn't yeah. mind, and, like, him figuring out what's happening in his new New York, because that's, that, this is where, like, I mean, this is where he's going to be residing now on his, on his own. So yeah. like, I wouldn't mind like the henchmen being like the villains and having more than one villain. Like he could be like, Oh my God, where the hell are you? Where did you guys come from? Like you have a rhino guy, you got a guy who has like uh, a head of steel hammerhead. You could have scorpion out of prison and it's like, wait, didn't I put you in prison? And then, like, oh, he's after you now, because in this universe now, now that everyone forgot that Peter Parker is Spider-Man, Spider-Man still has been working as Spider-Man for years. So yes.
0: one didn't forget Spider-Man, correct? They know. Yeah.
1: So like we all know that he's still saving people, that he is still putting people behind bars, that he's still stopping crime. So what's to say that Kingpin is not after him just behind the scenes because he doesn't know who he is. Yeah. Um And he could be the one that bought, you know, Stark Tower, because that still hasn't been freaking answered as to who bought Stark Tower. I thought we were going to get a glimpse in this one, but no. But I would I would like to see Kingpin be the overall villain, especially, you know, since have you guys
2: seen Hawkeye? Yes, I have. I'm up to date.
1: Then it's we good. know what's happening in
0: Hawkeye too. Yeah. So it's, like, it's not, and like, he is a prominent Spider-Man villain. Like, yeah, I yeah, know he's yeah. cool too, but it's like it hasn't really been covered either in the movie. So it's not the oh, here we go, retread event. you know what I mean? It's not a yeah. retreaded storyline. And yeah, the animated exactly. series did a great job of it, but the, we haven't seen it live
2: action yet. Exactly. No, and and also too in the comics, Spider-Man fought uh, Kingpin a couple times, and Kingpin whooped Spider-Man's ass a couple times, like. He almost beat the shit out of him with a cane. Well, and the I'm video like, game hinted no at joke. it too,
0: and I know the the animated movie too. Under the Spider Verse is touched on it, but it's like in the video game even the first one. It's like he finally got him in jail. He's like I've been trying to get this dickhead on bars like for years. Like, and I like the fact of using him as a villain, and they show just how he's a different type of villain of not even he is strong like uh Phil said of like beating the shit out of people, but. If you guys remember watching the Netflix on Daredevil, he makes you lose hope because he just has everybody in his back fucking pocket. Similar to what Kevin said, if he always knows a guy. So it's always like, Jesus, can we get this guy? And Daredevil hits that up beautifully of, yeah, you feel like you lose hope because he always knows somebody.
1: So I think what they should do with, with the whole Kingpin thing, um, I think they should take it from the comics and I forgot which one it was, but at that point, uh, king ping fights spider-man and kicks his ass and then um the symbiote attaches himself to spider-man and spider-man goes back to king ping and then kicks his ass to the point where he almost kills him and that's when he realizes shit this is not right anymore that'd be cool
0: that'd be good that's a good story and so you guys could all be raiders for marvel uh I think this is a good wrap up to the show too, in terms of, or the episode of final thoughts. And what would you give this out of a 10? And I know we, cause we do try to give grades and for me, this is the hardest. Cause I feel like there's a grade you give it as a fan and there's a grade you give it as a film. I'm going to say fuck it and just give it what I think of the movie. I'll start and I'll give it to you guys to carry out. Um, I'm going to start. I would give it a 10. I was almost going to give this movie a nine and say it's a 10. If you're a fan of Spider-Man, it's a nine, if you're like for film, but honestly, this is like, I think this is what made me think of a 10 is I don't know if we're going to get a better movie than this Spider-Man wise that hits all these notes. Like you got great villains. You've got a moral dilemma. You have loss. It like captures the essence of a Spider-Man movie. I don't know if we're ever going to see these three Spider-Man interact together again. So, and you get the romance with MJ. You get the interaction. You get the struggle of loss with Aunt May. You have two of the best villains in Spider-Man history with William Defoe and uh, Alfred Molina's Doc Ock. In addition to that, you get Doctor Strange with having to to put the dilemma and putting the circumstance together and I just think, I don't know if we'll ever get a better Spider-Man movie than this, so for me, this is a 10.
2: Yeah, well... I'm gonna give it a nine point five. It's almost perfect. Easy out. I mean, is- just kidding. You're trash. <laughs> you are trash. <laughs> it, it's it's really good. I mean, I love it overall as a Spider-Man movie. Ten out of ten. But as a movie in general, because the only thing I wish, just wish, I wish it would have been a little bit more interaction between Tobey Maguire's uh, Spider-Man and Green Goblin. Just another so like, hey, you know. I'm sorry, I killed you in your universe. Your your universe, all this stuff like that. Just knowing, like, hey, I'm sorry for Harry and all this stuff. Just kind of a little bit of acknowledgement. Well, but, he doesn't know it though. That,
0: this doc got this yeah, see, it's, it was before exactly.
2: But he, but he does know that that's Peter Parker.
0: Yeah, he does yes, know but that. But he doesn't his, know what happened his to his Peter.
2: son. No. Yeah, but I was saying I do like overall though. Other than that, I still gotta say it's nine. It's, it's close. Maybe I'll say 9.8 out of 10. No, you can't
0: do that. It's half. We go halves at the most. You can say All 0. right, 9.5. Nine otherwise, Kevin's going to do a 9.99.
2: No. You can I, go I'm, doing, I'm, I'm settling it at 9.5. <laughs> Trashy person. Trashy. I
0: think you're done. <laughs> Kevin's on my team, it sounds like, with his oh,
1: I mean, I gave my review on my Instagram story. I said, this movie is infinity out of 10. I think this was perfection. It was chef's kiss. It had great music. It had great acting. It had great nostalgia. The writing, everything was just so beyond fucking perfect for me. I, I, I joked to like Brandon and I was like, I feel like I should go to the hospital after this because my completely shot there was so much (laughs) overwhelmingness that i experienced in this film and i still do like yesterday i went to see it the second time and like i still cried and i still got emotional and my friends are like are you okay and i'm like just fucking watch the movie leave me alone
0: (laughs) Um, kevin
2: kevin kevin cried he sobbed. He ejaculated. I, he I people don't know this is happened. Who out. used to
0: cover his eyes and ears when a trailer would come on, which must have been difficult yeah. in the week leading up to. By the way, I, oh, I don't know, know. I I didn't didn't go to the movies that much. Second. I think whether you're watching I, football, whether you're watching porn, whether you're watching YouTube. There was a Spider-Man ad that would come. (laughs) No, and
1: that—that was was the thing. Like I was was so grateful. Like no trailers. Like when Brandon would like show (laughs) like his
0: YouTube videos about
1: gamers. I was watching football and it pop up. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Oh oh, no, I avoided all of that. I don't have I don't have regular cable, so I didn't have to worry about commercials. But like YouTube channel, like when uh, Brandon would show me like videos, and I'm like, oh, my God, please don't have an ad for Spider-Man because I don't know where to go (laughs) at this point. Um, and then. I didn't really go to the movies that much over the course of, like, the last month. Um, I don't even know what movie... I, uh, the only time I went to see it was in, uh, in Canto. It was a private screening. And I thought, like, private screening meant that they just straight-up play the movie for you. Like, there's no <laughs> previews or anything. And, like, yeah. we're sitting there. I'm talking to Brandon. Like, we're looking straight ahead. And then now I know what scene it is. Um, there's a shot of, like... Peter Parker's face, and it's like after Aunt May died, and like he's 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 hearing Jay Jonah Jameson. Yeah. Uh, but all I saw was like Tom Holland's face, and I went shit, and I covered my eyes and I covered my ears. I I I pushed my finger against my ear so hard, I think I I might have disrupted something because like I could not hear anything. All I heard was like noise in the background. I was like, whoa, 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 and I was oh. like, I I don't need to see anything. It was so hard. But it it's funny, it Brandon
2: works. sent us this video and it was hilarious. <laughs> Wait, what? We have Brandon a video of you he doing recorded it. You. <laughs> he recorded you and sent the video of that. Wow. It was hilarious.
0: For what? <laughs>
2: For when you, you covered. So he,
1: when he, he said he was, was doing it, folks, he's
0: not lying. Bill yeah. and I have video proof of Kevin doing
1: Oh, this. he recorded me during Encanto?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah 100%. Oh, yeah. He said, Always he's sad. like, this is Kevin. This is how serious he is. And <laughs> literally, you were like, literally had your ears covered. You look like a turtle. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. He like, did oh not tell God. me this. I'm going to go murder <laughs> him now.
2: Oh, yeah. We got the video. And it's supposedly hilarious. he, he recorded
1: remember. me on Thursday, like my reactions to the movie. He's like, oh, I recorded some of it. Let me see if I can find it. And I'm like, you fucking recorded me? How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> but it was perfect. It was all worth it. Like, I, I stopped following... Tom Holland, Spider Man, all of it. I muted it all. I was like, I need to. I was and like, I think I was overreacting to certain people. And he was like, Yeah, when you like, like cheered loudly with uh Electro's like star face, he's like, you're the only one who cheered for that because everyone already saw that in the trailers. I'm like, they gave yeah. that away in the trailers. Why would you
2: do yeah. that? That makes no sense. I love that too. That was really cool that they gave a lot of these guys as much as they could, classic, comic, accurate. You Even know, Green outfits. Goblin.
1: I I expected, because yeah. uh, he had the purple like sweater with the hoodie, and I was like, oh my god, this is actually Green Goblin. I thought that when Aunt May like, injected him with the serum, and we knew at that yeah. point that he was faking the cure, I was like, oh, maybe this is going to turn him into like an actual Green Goblin. I was like, holy shit, last battle, it's going to be like amazing, because it's going to be like, actual green looking goblin. I was like, oh my God. But then it turned out to be just Willem Defoe's face. I'm like, you know what? I ain't mad about this. It's still Willem Defoe. No. He's creepy as nope. fuck in this role. Uh but yeah, no. infinity out of ten. And then realistically I would give it ten out of ten.
0: Yeah. <laughs> glad I we brought I guess
2: that. I guess I'm the one holding it odds. You're the only
0: asshole. Yeah, you're it's,
1: fired. Yeah, it's
2: true. We're, we're yeah, done. It's true. <laughs> I'm trying to be objective. I'm trying to be objective. <laughs> There's no,
1: uh, we, well, we object to you.
2: <laughs> yeah, see, that's it. But well, overall though, it was a spectacular film. I mean, it.
1: it
0: I will be seeing uh, it again in yeah. eight hours. Yeah, Phil, oh,
2: the third time. Gee. Phil and
0: I are going to eventually be seeing. We want to see it in IMAX. Yeah. Time though, we only yeah, saw it. Um,
1: well, yeah. you only have yeah, like a gonna... couple of days because Matrix comes out next week, and that'll that'll take over the IMAX theater.
2: That's what I'm going to do. I think we're going to be watching it like Wednesday or Thursday cuz I got to go to Boston the next couple You got to do it so. Wednesday
1: cuz Thursday is um it's Matrix.
0: Oh, uh, is Matrix. Matrix. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah, so I saw though for those couple of days though they do have two showings There's, like one in the afternoon and one uh... at night, but only strictly one starting next week yeah but after that then they don't have barely anything or if they feature.
0: do thursday it's gonna be thursday early day for spider-man because once it hits like yeah. five i think for us opening night is like six o'clock at night is the first showing of like opening nights for show yeah. so anytime before that might be imax but like kevin said that whole weekend that it's gonna be all matrix yeah right yeah you'll see both showings for regular seating and stuff but for imax oh, yeah be all matrix and that's well, another
1: to leave it me. on a good Beautiful note. I just looked at the box office mojo and fr- Thursday, Friday numbers together is almost $130
0: million. Which is upset.
2: Oh, it's nuts. <laughs> it's it, so I mean, it's been getting so much money in, in, and in a pandemic. In a pandemic. That's huge. the
0: key part that this is a top three grossing movie already and it's a pandemic. Yeah. Where the other movies did not have that, you know. Yep. Spider Man has power. And
2: now, yeah. And also, too, you got to know now. There's no way in hell that Marvel and uh, Sony are gonna fight over Spider-Man after this. I mean, well, did you making not see... this kind of money? You know,
1: did you see um, what's like Kevin Feige's comment about that.
2: No, what did...
1: he was very. I was, I was like, oh my one. god, you're an evil man. He said, "We're actively beginning to develop where the story heads next," which I o- yes. I only say outright. Because I don't want fans to go through any separation trauma like what happened after Far From
2: Home. Yes, I did see that, yeah. And I was like, you
1: ass. You knew exactly (laughs) what you guys were doing. You better not put us through that mess right now.
2: Oh my god, right? No, and and also too, because really if you look at the deal that they have, Disney's making out a pretty good amount. They're getting like 20% of that, plus all future commissions, plus they have a Netflix deal and Disney Plus deal for, you know, distribution. Yep. Disney's making a pretty good buck, and Sony, they're getting 80% of it. So, I mean, this is benefiting. On There's no high. lose-lose
0: situation here. No, yeah, Because Sony, could they both could have made this a scorched earth policy. They both could have broke it off at any moment, which would have been bad. And I'm glad they made this agreement because, one, I love Sony. I hate Sony, the movie industry, but I love Sony, the gaming industry, and they have done justice yeah. on the gaming side of it. No movie yeah. side is. Disney could have been dicks and just waited this out, but we would have had to wait, like, what, six, seven years of it, because they were losing money. Mm -hmm. They could have just bled it out, but Disney's jumped in, and kind of, you can make the argument, this reboot, like, these resurgence in sales is due to Disney, like, with their writing team. Like, you know, and it is technically, I understand why Marvel's pissed, because it is kind of their property, but they sold it because Spider-Man is their most valuable asset, but like Kevin said, it's just, like, you kind of got to get along with it and like Phil said you're making enough money as it is off of this. It's not no neither side both sides are benefiting from this nicely. Like but yeah. as it is, yes, you're never going to 100% own it and I know that's always going to lead to conflict from both sides, but it's like, you know what it is what it is at this point. Like
2: and and honestly, cuz but they're both they're not screwing each other because Marvel's uh Disney's getting a chunk of it, not the release as much, but still the after side of it they're getting. Sony's getting the big chunk of it. Plus, Sony just has to fund the movie. Marvel's the one that's doing the heavy lifting of actually yep. writing it, creating it, and stuff yeah, like that. Doing, yes. Where Sony just has to drop the check and say, okay, let's just rake in the money. And that's not bad at all. You no,
0: because Sony that. has the money, too. I mean, Disney does, too. They both do. But that's not a bad – you're basically the publisher. You're basically yeah. giving the money to the development and creative team. It's kind of like if this were a video game. Sony is the publisher and Disney is the director slash the gaming director. Like they're Feige and them are the directors doing. I know Feige's not directing the movie, but in terms of it's their vision, like in a gaming director. Like, and I don't see a problem with that. They can continue that. Now, obviously politics are going to get involved. They're going to get greedy both sides and we might see a collapse again. But like Kevin's, I hope not because Jesus, like if you're going to do it, do it way down the line.
2: I don't think they will because also too the way that they soft booted it, I feel like even if this did turn into another mess again, I feel like Sony has enough what they did, how they ended it. They don't really need, you know, they need Marvel, but they can go in their own direction. They can have just Spider Man villains, and it's in a way that they can get rid of Nat and MJ or. Yeah, but want. the problem with it that really is like that.
1: it's Sony. They'll they'll mess that up yeah. somehow. Oh yeah, well, well,
2: obviously. But... Sony
1: is like the senile grandparent that cannot live on their own, so they got yeah. put
0: into. If the you want to know about nursing home, yeah, Kevin was saying. If you want to know about Sony, is the film once again because they are brilliant on the gaming, but people at the rest, it's a completely different division. Um, on the film side, just ask Sam Raimi. Talk to Sam, yeah. Sam Raimi. He'll tell you why Sony sucks. He will tell yeah, you. 100%. he got...
2: He kind of gets screwed over in that last uh, Spider-Man three film. I mean, it's not but he's gonna make it up for or. it in May with Doctor Strange. I'll tell you, I'm I'm excited about that, but I'm a tad bit nervous because I'm wondering after like there was a couple reshoots. Well, we'll talk about that another time. But I wonder how another time gonna turn out yes
0: no but i thank you guys for joining me the next time we get together no it's probably going to be hawkeye i would imagine because i think that has one yeah. episode left right so hawkeye would probably yep. be our review at least for a cinematic universe i know we might do a matrix review but right now we've been trying to get the marvel movies out first so he's comic book movies so yeah. sure, hawkeye would be the first focus and then if we all see matrix we can circle back to that but uh that no thanks guys review. for coming on and thanks everyone for listening up until this point i'm assuming by the way and i'm going to put it in the intro video i put for the love of God, people, like this is spoiler. Yeah. Oh, well,
2: if they went all the way through this now, now we're just saying, oh, this is spoiler. <laughs> <So then> they <laughs> were to screw themselves.
0: You'd be surprised, man. Not, not saying it's litter, but the, I, I'm going to put it in the header because you know how many people skip like the first two minutes of a podcast. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to put it right in the freaking title. This so nobody comes at me. Yeah. I actually don't get much pushback in the Marvel movies ever from people in terms of negative, I only get it from the sports side of things. Fucking Patriot fans, but that's a whole nother argument. Excuse you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but alrighty. But thanks guys for joining. Thanks everyone for listening. And yep. we'll see you guys next time for hockey.
2: Uh... Adios.